to episode eight of the Blue Co Projects podcast. I am your host, Matt, back for another wonderful pod, and I am joined by my one and only co-host today, Jesters. How are you doing? You know, fair to partly cloudy. Uh, today is fair. Yesterday was partly cloudy. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good, but we'll get into it. I'm doing better today. A day, you know, to, to to soak it all in and understand what it was about. Let everybody go nuts on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, let's get into this. I have self-avoided Twitter for the reason of I just don't want to lose any more brain cells listening to absolute trash and just the gent and, well, vendettas and players and managers and owners and stuff like that. So... I have not heard the latest news on Twitter or anything, so you'll have to keep me up to date with that. But I think yesterday you, you said it was partly cloudy. I think it was more the thunderstorm more than anything. Uh, absolute horrible. Um, so, yeah, 4-1 to Newcastle, guys. Um, I don't know what else to say apart from this was probably the worst performance we've had this year. I think we've had losses. And we've had quite a few of them. But at least in them games... You could say potentially in certain games we were the better team and just the result hasn't gone our way. We haven't converted it. In some games we might have been the second-rate team, but at least we it was close enough that we could have got something out of it, whereas this, we just capitulated. Um, we, 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 we got on the floor, we pulled our pants down and let Newcastle just spank us, spank us the whole time. Um just as now we've had 24 hours at least to calm down. What are your thoughts on that game? Well, I I don't know if you you saw, but I did do a live stream yesterday uh, on uh, Mickey Boy's pot, uh, stream, and I was quite calm. Um, I when you sit down and, and analyze it, you just take emotion out of the game and just analyze what happened. It's probably the worst 20 to 30 minutes we've played. Uh, probably 30 minutes, the poorest 30 minutes we've played all year. But that's it. It wasn't poor start to finish. Let's let's be correct. It's not one of those things that we were just beating uh, pillar to, to, to stern. You know, we, we were in that game and... Uh, had we had better individuals in certain positions, uh, the outcome would have been a lot different. That's what people need to understand the Premier League right now. And uh, going forward will be if you don't show up with your best every game, you're going to lose or potential for you to lose. Uh, uh, people don't understand that uh, the old Premier League is dead. The new Premier League is born. Everybody has money. Everybody has good players. And if you don't show up, like we say in the phrase in, in the uh, states is on any given Sunday, you can lose, right? On any given Sunday, you can win. So extrapolate that out. I'm saying on any given match day, you can lose in the Premier League. No, There are no more gimmies because teams, there's so much money in it and there's there's the talent is 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 
not as far apart as it used to be. So, um, uh, and, and those teams that are there because they don't really have talent, but they're good teams. They play good team football, good fundamentals, a.k.a. Luton, right? Luton made it this far because of good team football, football, good fundamentals. And if you don't show up on the day, they're going to give you a game. So the days of, oh, I'm going to show up because it's insert name of club is is over with. And people need to understand that. It's gone. It's done. Um, so having said that, um, I don't understand from the manager a few things. So we can break that down. Uh, one, a forced touchline ban. You, you, you wanted to be equal to your players. Say, hey, I, I did something stupid and I got a yellow card, so I'm going to take a a punishment. You're, you're the manager. You're the daddy. You get the big piece of chicken, not the small piece of chicken. You, you're not the same. You don't do those things. Now, with all that said, if you do those things and, and the team performs and you you pull off a brilliant win, it's a brilliant. It's team building. But if you do it and your team does that, it looks stupid and petulant. We needed our manager on the touchline. And he, he took a forced ban. And guess what? The team followed suit. So, yeah, you got your team building exercise. The team followed suit. They all played like they were in the stands with the manager. So congratulations, Maurizio. The first thing you've really done to say, hey, come on, this is not uh, league. This is not league football. This is not development football. This is pro football. You're not the same as Nicholas Jackson picking up stupid cards that's going to prevent him from getting into the next game. You're the manager of the football club. You don't take self-imposed exiles. The only other thing I'm going to say on Pochettino is this dumb rule about if you come back late from international break, you don't start. That's fine if the next person up is as good as you, but if it's a significant Decrease in talent and experience, no thank you. There's exception to every rule. You make an exception. You start Moises Caicedo. I don't care that he came back late. Don't care. Moises Caicedo is a far better player than Leslie Ukachuka. I don't care what... The odd YouTube or Twitter, uh, you know, football genius or football manager has to say, they don't know a damn thing about football. Leslie Ugatuku is a, a player that has talent, athleticism, but is nowhere near ready to play for Chelsea Football Club. And the only reason he's here is because Romeo Lavia was injured. 
and we had to keep, we we had to keep covers as well. I can't remember if we've got one more left or not. For what? For to loans? Send, to send him out on loan because I think you only allow a certain amount out on loan. Well, it depends. Do you bring? You could bring Andre Santos back. Yeah, from, I mean, yeah, from uh, Nottingham uh, Forest and and send him out, which would be the best thing for this young man because he he has the ability, he has talent, he has rollability, but he can't read the game. You can't put him in there against Newcastle, who, and it's not Newcastle from two or three years ago, folks. This is this again. This is what I was talking about before. If you don't show up on any given Sunday or any given match day, you you could you could take an L. And look, you can you can say, well, Man City doesn't, but yeah, Man City does now. They take L's. They took an L against Wolves. It's not like that's a team that should be bothering them, right? So you just have to understand that you have to show up every game with the same intensity. You can't drop intensity from one game to the next, or you're going to be caught with your pants down, right? And you as a manager, Maurizio, cannot make it more difficult on your team with poor starting lineups, with uh, uh, a self-imposed touchline ban. You don't do those things. This is Newcastle of new not Newcastle of old. You don't do those things. Okay? That's all I'm going to say on the manager. Those are the things he did wrong. He's going to have to hold that for whatever, you know. He's he's going to be under pressure because they want Champions League football. So that's going to be a decision to be made at the end of the season. Enough said. Let's roast some players. Shall we? Yeah. I mean, Would you like a... Nicely cooked or overcooked? Because I, I, yo, I, I'm roasting them until there's nothing left. No, I, I, I would like them to be almost that the little bit of almost charcoal fat that you get at the bottom of the barbecue once they're just, it's, it's, it's you don't even want to bother eating it. It's just the stuff you clean up at the end, uh, throw away. I mean, that, that's how much yeah. we need to roast them today. Uh, yeah, the leftovers on the grill. Yeah, I got you. But uh, uh, before you go into that, I will just kind of come back on kind of your po- comments about Poch. I, I do agree with both of them generally. Um, I think it is, it's stupid, especially with a team that's so young. And you, you, you always, you, you, what, if you're watching the games, there's so many times that players are coming over to Poch to, and Poch are, t- are almost telling them tactical stuff um, of how to change the game. Because again, these players are young and they don't necessarily have the experience to always deal with situations themselves. I think taking yourself out of that role, it's no surprise that you get a much bigger drop off than if you are on there. Um, I don't think some of the, some of their mistakes get made as, as, as much, maybe a couple of them do, but I don't, I don't think, I think that second half gets dealt a lot better if Potts is on the pitch. Um, and that is down to him. Um, whether these rules are unfair, too harsh, I don't think it's unfair because I think referees sometimes are taking too much shit in general. Uh, I get you can you can have a go at a referee, but the way Poch went on after the was it Tottenham or Man City? No, it was it was uh, actually it was Man City probably. 
because he thought we should have had more. Yeah. You, um, just can't, you can't do that. Like, oh, of course, to the Passion Merchants fans, that looks great. And, of course, you in the moment you look at it, but there are consequences for these sort of things. So you can't do that. Um, I think that is his main loss of the game. I, I do agree with you with the Caicedo. I think, I think where I not defend Pochettino, but can understand where it's come from, is a lot of these modern-day managers now, they look at data um, with these sort of injuries. And I think with our... The problem is with the amount of injuries we've had, I think Poch and the medical department are much more, quote-unquote, interested in that data. And if they are in the red zone, as people like Ericsson Hag like to call it, I think Poch is more likely going to rest these players. The problem, as you correctly said, is I think I would have, it would have been fine if Lavia was fit. I think if if you were taking Caicedo and putting Lavia in, I don't think that's so much of a problem. Obviously, a fully fit Lavia that's fully going. Um, or if this was, I know you said there are any easier teams, but if this was a, a Luton, a Sheffield United, I could kind of understand maybe you took would come in there because I think he'd probably do a better job and maybe that risk isn't so much of a high risk. But as you said, Newcastle, we can't, we can't risk it. Even if it's you bring Caicedo on, get the game sorted and take him off after 60. That's what I would much prefer uh, Poch to do. Um, that, I would say, is probably the only problem with the starting lineup. Apart from that, I was generally fairly happy with it. Um, but obviously, as you quite rightly said, a lot. And I, 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 I've had enough of kind of one one player getting blamed for the whole match kind of debates that have been going on Twitter. Uh, I actually got very heated on um, Sadiq's stream yesterday after Sadiq chose just to blame the owners for that match yesterday, which I just fumed and just said, no, this is just, this is part of the problem. It's either you blame the manager, you blame the owner. It's this kind of management versus labor debate that, uh, Carlito always talks about, or you get the occasional scapegoat of, it's all Cucurella's fault, it's all Badia-Chile's fault, it's all Conor Gallagher's fault, and yeah, all three of them played absolutely dreadful yesterday, but all three of them played dreadful, plus a fair few others, so I think it, that is, yeah, I mean, this fan base, I just get fucking pissed off of it, um, and that's why I kind of took took Twitter off today, because can't can't be dealing with it. Um, I'd rather go watch more important stuff and do more important stuff. But I'll let you take it away with roasting, hopefully, every single one of these players, probably bar one or two. Well, yeah, I, I look, um, I think the positive coming out of that game yesterday is a certain player got found out for what he is. And he got laid bare for every blind Chelsea fan fan to see. If you don't see it now, you're never going to see it. Connor Gallagher is Mason Mount 2.0. Okay? He is try hard, run hard, uh, you know, clap the fans fast as go, you know. But as, as, as far as skill, lacking as far as football IQ, lacking. How many people, how many players 
do you know that constantly start in a position that number one, they're ill suited to play, and number two, they get moved out of that position. Okay, you got moved out of that position because we couldn't build through the middle. We didn't start building through the middle until Cole Palmer was moved from right wing to Cam. And then Connor Gallagher was moved on the right wing. Okay, here's my last complaint. If that is the case, and Connor Gallagher is not good enough to play at Cam to build play, what on earth makes you think he is good enough to play right wing? Why did you not make the change at halftime to bring on a Mudrick? Okay, because FYI, Raheem Sterling was not having the best half against Karen Trippier. His one move of, I'm going to nutmeg you, was not working. So you need to change things up. On top of that, Mikhailo Mudrik can play without a left back. Raheem Sterling is better with an overlapping left back because he plays more narrow. So he's better with a Chilwell there than a Kukureya, whereas Mikhailo Mudrik is probably better suited to play with a Kukureya who is not a, a real attacking, you know, left back in the sense of a Chilwell. If you were to put the two together, okay. Uh, so you could have put Mikhailo Mudrik at left back and put Raheem Sterling at, excuse me, at, at left wing. And put Raheem Sterling at right wing, and then Reese James would have had somebody to play with on the right hand side. Because even when Cole Palmer was there, he was having to do the tens job of build up because of Connor Gallagher. I'm gonna go look for a bone somewhere buried in the yard. I'm gonna go dig it up. This guy is an absolutely useless footballer useless and understand what i just said foot baller he had he is just an attack dog you know let him off the leash let him run he's not a footballer and a footballer is what you want when you're trying to go against teams that have a let's say, quote-unquote, physical edge. You do not try to out-physical a team whose identity is physical. You out-tech a physical team. And Connor Gallagher was never going to be useful in that match. But at least everybody saw how useless he is 90% of the time on the pitch. Okay? Or half time. I, I, I mean, I'll let you go cut in there if you want to. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I've always said I've kept the same opinion of Colin Gallagher. The best role for him, if he, if he has a role in this team, is to come off the bench to have a to, to for a few extra legs when a team is struggling. That's about the highest role I can give him. And I've constantly said that, whether he's playing good or bad, um, that's kind of the idea. And 
again, it proved it yesterday. Um, there are certain games in certain situations that Conor Gallagher's energy, if that's what you want to call it, um, can overwhelm certain teams and play some sort of advantage. But you can't be playing him week in, week out. Um, and he's not going to work week in, week out. He's not going to work against certain teams. Um I just, I, 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 it was, it was frustrating when I heard that Nkuku isn't ready. Um, I get it because obviously he has been out for a while, and I do genuinely believe he's not ready. Um, that's fine, but I would have played Cole Palmer in the centre, and as you said, I would have played an actual winger, um, and actually had an attacking four rather than an attacking three and a centre midfielder that wants to run about, um, and. He's, it's almost like he's got a stopwatch on uh, and he's got to get as get much kilometres in the game as possible to uh, build them stats. But um, it is what it is. I mean, Gallagher's just... I'm not... I've not got lots of anger about Gallagher because I know what Gallagher is and that is it. Um, it's just obviously you've got these kind of flip-flop flans that he kind of one minute. Gallagher's wonderful and he's the best player on... He's best player since sliced bread, and then he plays a bad game, and then suddenly he's the worst player on Magical. It's the kind of like, no, he's probably the lower end of in the middle, but you everyone keeps just overhyping him and underhyping him every five seconds. So uh, it is what it is. Uh, that's just the modern day fan for you. I've heard that on a lot of players, so I'm probably going to say that same quote over and over again in this pod. But you carry on. Yeah, I look at. People don't understand what taking an attacking player off the pitch does to your team when you're on attack. You're attacking with, not with four players, with three players. And it's very easy to defend. And it's very simply um, playing 10, 10 men against 11 in, in a lot of situations. So People need to be very, very mindful of that. And the idea that uh, Nkunku will not change that is 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 pretty, pretty to me is uh, narrow-sighted, um, considering the player he is. And <laughs> it, you know, if you're just looking at the one-on-one sub of Nkunku for Connor Gallagher, are we talking in the same stratosphere, the same hemisphere, the same? Dimension a player? No, we're talking about a, a a Ferrari and a Fiat. Yeah, the Ferrari all day is going to cause more problems than the Fiat. Uh, it's just it's uh, amusing to me. Um, so let's get on to the other players. Let's we can talk players and goals at the same time. First goal of the game. Oh boy, oh boy. First goal of the game. You know, the gift that keeps on giving Chelsea FC, uh, Lewis Miley, I believe that's the kid's name. First, or he's a 17 year old with the assist, plays in uh, Eastock, who has played onside by one Mark Cucurea. You know, our defensive left back who has all the defensive positioning and awareness of a blind three-year-old. 
Um, not very good. Hasn't been very good. Positional awareness is terrible. Uh, but, you know, I understand now why Levi Caldwell was playing left back. Because defensively, we don't have one. So I would much rather play the dude who can give you something offensively, a.k.a. a Benjamin Chilwell when he comes back, and then Mark Kukurea, who is absolutely going to give you eh, nada. I, I still can't believe that people were actually saying it could, in, in the last couple of weeks that Kukurea's bench in Chilwell. Um, I, I, no. This, no. This, honestly, I think this fan base... Sometimes I think, and I, I said this to a few people yesterday, sometimes I'd actually like for us to be relegated just because we'd probably extinguish half our fan base that's all absolute shit and it would probably be nice just to have sensible conversations. We might be in a championship, but we'd, we'd come back and we'd probably have a better fan base coming back because... Yeah, and, and we are looking for a left back, but people thought it was a, a left back to to, uh, to uh, replace Chilwell, uh, Chilwell, and it's not. It's a left back to replace Kukurea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see him going next summer. I mean, it's, p- p- people keep saying, oh, why are we looking for another centre-back? Well, your answer could be that Colwell's not being considered as a centre-back anymore and we need another centre-back to cover him because our left-back's fucking shy. Or left-back in Cucurella. Well, we're also looking at the the, the, uh, Boca, the kid from Boca Juniors as well. Um, the, you know, the, the Argentinian kid. Yeah. But, but uh, whether he's again, it, uh, straight away, I don't think so. But I Again, if, if people think the modern-day left and right back fullbacks play a lot of de- uh, defense, uh, you're wrong. I, I've watched the best left back in the world, Teo Hernandez, and Teo is not a shutdown defender. He'll play a little defense, but he's known for what he does going forward, right? And being acceptable defensively, right? Not a liability defensively. That's the best thing you can say about modern fullbacks is they're not, you know, Reese James, Aaron, uh, you know, Aaron Wambasak is probably the the uh, exception to the rule. Reese James is a very good defender. But, you know, that's not the majority of them. But Kukurea was uh, picking daisies again. A mental lapse, didn't get back on the onside trap, and played Isak onside for the first goal. Mental lapse, mentality. That's the key word for the game is mentality. We had none. We were short in that area. And that's when the game is, uh, majority is mental and not physical, well, that's a, that's a big L to be lacking in that area. And so that's the first goal. Um, the second goal that got scored was identical. Identical to the Akanji goal that got scored against Man City. 
Set piece, defended, second ball comes in. Player unmarked in the mid in the midst of our defense. Easy header to one. I mean, I could have scored that goal, you could have scored that goal. I don't know, maybe not me at this age, because I can't jump that high. But it was that wide open that uh, you know, very, very easy. Um and that is coaching and that is players not taking responsibility defensively. Um, third goal, well, Tiago. Oh, Tiago. Um, that is what happens when you stop what you're doing midstream. He was going to pass it back to Sanchez and thought better of it, but his foot was already in motion. That's a 100% on him error. So um, I, I'll, I'll, let it, I'll turn it back over to you and let you go on walking through the game if you want to. But those are just two players I'd like to you know point out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm going to take a different way of just going for each player and just ripping them apart from goalkeeper, the striker. So Sanchez, could he do better with some of them goals? Probably. I'm not going to slag him off the most because at the end of the day, there's 10 players in front of you that are doing their job wrong before it gets to you. So I'm not going to slag him off particularly because there's no glaring errors. But generally not great. Not great. Very average at best. Um, Cucurella, as you said, back to the mark Cucurella we signed last season of just absolute shit. Uh, a couple of games at right back where he looked okay and everyone hyped him up as the bee's knees, but he's gone back to Mark Cucurella, the guy who just can't defend to save his life. Um, I don't think he's that great attacking either. That's the thing. If Mark Cucurella was absolutely smashing it in attack, I could go, hey, yeah, he, he lets us a goal in it here and there, but look at this great ball that he does. Like Trent Alexander-Arnold, for example, absolutely terrible in defence, but attacking-wise, can provide you enough goals and assists that potentially you look overlooked and defensive mistakes every now and then. The Cucurella just absolute trash. And for me, not mentally capable to play at a top club, so I would just let him go in the summer for as much as you can get. Take a loss because you're not going to get anything back on him. Um, moving on to Badi Achille. I, he, he was shit, very shit. Um, probably the worst game I've ever seen from him. Um, weak. But I'm looking at it and going, you're doing two jobs because Cucurella's been terrible. So I, that is the only thing I'm, why I'm not going to completely shit on Badia Chile. Um, but you need to step this up. Otherwise, there may seem Milan rumours, maybe a bit more understandable, my friends. Um, Thiago Silva, terrible mistake. And people were saying to me, oh, this is because we've got such a young team that are making all these defensive mistakes and that we need experience. Well, I'm sorry, the most experienced man on the bloody pitch and probably one of the most experienced men in football made the biggest cock up of the game. 
and the, the goal that really changed the game. So make that suit your fucking vendetta idiots. Um, uh, I think I've always said I don't think Thiago Silva should play every game. Um, I actually wouldn't have played Thiago Silva again today because of the fact that, yeah, I, I would like to play De Sassi and Badi Shiloh together um, because they've got a chemistry together. Um, they've played together for a long period of time. And I think, again, Newcastle are a physical team. Thiago Silva isn't the tallest centre-back in the world. De Sassi is, is he's much taller. And alongside Badishilla, that provides you a bit more height to deal with some of them set pieces a little bit more. Um, Bruce James, just petulant. How you can do that as a captain and get that second yellow card? Absolute idiocy. Idiocy. Ruined what was probably an okay game for you, nothing special, but you completely ruined that. You've now got you. you, you it's bad enough that we can't expect we can't rely on you to get on the pitch because of injuries. Now, you can't even rely on you to be actually disciplined. Again, ill-disciplined, Ill idiocy, idiots. I don't want no social media posts from you saying you're sorry. You go, you go, you, you go take your ban, come back, and be twice the player. That's how you show um, you're sorry. Um, moving into midfield, Enzo, I don't know what's wrong with him at the moment. Um, I don't think he was the worst player on the pitch, don't get me wrong, but he does look, and I know I know Carlito has moaned at people with this, but he does look tired. I, I would like him to start every single game, and this is not me saying that he should be dropped, but he just looks completely out of it. Whether it's the, it's the new ball, whether it's the fact that he has to play international breaks every five fucking minutes and plays every game, maybe he is, there is just too much of a game load. And I think the problem is with Enzo is there is no player like Enzo to replace him. So he has to play and that's why he has to play. And that's why he always plays it's because we haven't got another midfielder that can do Enzo's job. So he just plays and fair enough. Uh, he's playing every game, but I need to see more from you. I need to see more from you. Um, Kaisa, uh, Ugo Chikwu, not good enough for this level at the moment. Um, Play him in the League Cup matches, play him in the FA Cup matches and send him out on loan. Um, I can understand that coming in, you do it, you try and do a job, um, but that's not good enough. That's not the standard of Chelsea Football Club. Um, and he needs to go out on loan and improve his skills. I understand he's a very young kid and probably shouldn't be thrown into that situation. And so maybe we do have to look at the manager for throwing him into that situation, but just not good enough. Um, Gallagher, we've said enough on him, so I'll... I'll I'll leave just as a comment as the uh, slagging off of Gallagher. Um, Cole Palmer, not up to, not up to scratch today. Um, again, you you've I, I can understand why maybe he wasn't up to scratch scratch today, but still not good enough. Um, and I've said to people, everyone's been again. It's another let's hype up Cole Palmer because he's played a couple of good games. Yes, he's played well. I can admit he's played very well almost dragged this team through games by the scruff of his neck. But Cole Palmer is a young player, and a young player will go through purple patches. There'll be games where he's just not on it, and there'll be games where he's on it. So I am not... I, I've, never put, I've never put my Cole Palmer on such a high esteem that he has to play, he has to play every minute, and he has to be first name on the team sheet. Yeah, he's playing well, but 
He hasn't played well today, and that's why Nkugu will be the number 10, and Carl Palmer will have to fight for his place, maybe play on that right side as as the right midfielder. Fair enough, that might be the right one. But we can't expect to rely on Cole Palmer as the only attacking talent because he is very young and hasn't had a lot of game time. Um, who's next? Sterling. Great free kick, fantastic free kick, I'll say that. But my God, if I see you walking when 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 goals are going in and not putting in the effort to defend, you're going out to Saudi, mate. You're supposed to be the experienced man that is picking up this team. If you don't want to pick it up, bye-bye. We'll go get another experienced uh, winger to bring in. You can go and get your money in Saudi. You've got to step up. You've got to put the effort in. When you haven't got the ball, when you, when you haven't got the ball, you've got to go and get that ball back. Hurry, hurry, players. I don't care. You, I don't care what you do on the ball. I don't care if you have a, a good free kick, which it was a very good free kick. I'll, I'll give him his dues for that. But that's one moment in the game. And the rest of it, as you said, Trippier shut him out of the game. And he shouldn't be doing that. He should be getting the better of Trippier. He knows him in England duty. He knows how Trippier defends. And you should know how to get the better of him. Nicholas Jackson, well, um, didn't really get the service, but you've got to create more, my friend. Um, I am, I know, I, 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 I don't expect you to be the first choice striker. I expect someone like Oshiman to come in and you'd be back up. And I get that you're trying to do the best you can, but again, not good enough, not up to standard at the moment. Um, Probably he needs he needs to step up. He needs to try and score as many goals as he can um, and try and build some confidence um, and just build up on some of your overall play because you can see it's lacking. You can tell this is a player that hasn't played a lot of football at the top level um, in men's football. Um, and unfortunately, that was the card to be dealt when we bought this player um, as the first choice striker. Um, I get the reasons why we couldn't buy another striker. Um, there wasn't really one available um, at the right price, but yep, just not good enough. Um, subs, who come on? Completely forgot who come on. Caicedo, game was gone Mudrick. by then. Mudrick. <clears throat> Mudrick came on. Roja came on. Uh, I want to say Levi Carwell came on. Uh, to be fair, none, none of them really did anything, so I'm not going to have a go at them because they just come on to a game that was already dead, so... Uh, I think I'll leave it at that. Um, but that is me. No vendettas going at every single player because no player can come off that pitch with an ounce of credibility. No, you're absolutely correct. I mean, everybody has to take the L. Uh, there are this is, this is what more of- fans should do. Rather than st- sticking on specific players and specific agendas, um, Otherwise, it's, it's, as I said, Cucurella is the sole reason why we lost that match. Uh, Thiago Silva is an old man, uh, and this is why we lost this match. Um, Gallagher is the sole reason we lost this match. No, every single player didn't put their job in, didn't do their job. And that's the, that's the be-all and end-all of it. If you were going to weight it, there, there's something that takes more of the, take more of the weight. But, yeah, nobody can, can be proud of what they did. Um, as far as Sanchez, I, I know people 
talking about the two times he was sent flailing at uh, set pieces, whether it be corners or or uh, tactical, you know, fouls. On uh, the first one, uh, Gamarez had a hold of his jersey, the one with Joe Linton had the open goal, and he missed the header. You remember that play in the yeah. first half? Yeah, uh, Gamarez had a hold of Sanchez's jersey. So that's why he wasn't, he couldn't get to the ball. So if they went to review, I saw it live on TV. Nobody else did, but I was like, oh, yeah, there you go. He grabbed his jersey. And uh, the second one, he tripped over Batty Shield because Batty Shield was forced back into uh, the keeper. So, you know, for me, if you watch any NFL football, you, the, the quarterbacks is in what's known as a pocket, right? You try to keep the pocket clean so that quarterback can pick out a receiver and deliver the ball. It's the same thing is true with a keeper. You want to give them a pocket to move around in so they can go attack the ball. And so defensively, you want to make sure you have people who can drive, physically drive players off the ball, off the keeper, or in this case, off the keeper. And uh, we didn't do that job. And it's not because we're not physical enough. It's because we didn't have the mentality to do it. And everything you've talked about, everything I've talked about is down to what rests between the players' ears. It has nothing to do with their with their muscle. It's all in their head. And you, you so if you show up with that type of mentality to any game in the Premier League, you're going to lose. doesn't matter how much talent you have. You can't do that and think you're just going to show up and win. You've got to put in the same, you know, grit and determination that you showed the week before against City. You got to do that every week. You got to look at you're playing Man City every week, and you've got to put your best foot forward, or you're going to lose. That should be the mentality of the team. It shouldn't matter who the opponent is. I'm going to play my best game of football this week. And that should be the mentality every week. And if it's not, then the problem either rests with the gaffer or the problem rests with the player themselves. And if the whole team is playing that bad, you can you can lay it at the gaffer's feet. If it's certain players over and over, then you can find out those players need to go. But uh, at this point, we know there are players in the team still that are not good enough talent-wise. Overall, the talent we have bought for the billion dollars that everybody wants to lay at the owner's feet, we, we don't go into any team without lacking the talent, with lacking the talent. You know, we don't go in and we know that we can't, we can't, uh, match the, the team that we're playing talent for talent. That's not the case. So when the owners are giving you the best talent available, they've done their job. Right? And they can't go play the game. They can't manage the team. They bought the best people that they were available to put in those positions as well. 
I mean, people can debate it, but, you know, it's just opinions and and perspectives is not factual. And uh, so the owners aren't to blame. So it comes down to, you know, are these players going to get it in their head that I got to show up 100% every minute of every game? I can't take a minute off. Is the manager, you know, pounding that in their head? Is he giving them the right direction? That's what we need to be looking at. And we'll find out in the next few games. If that's, it matches, if that's the case. When you get your, when Christopher Nkunku is available to be selected, does the manager say, okay, Connor, thank you for your service. Eat bench. Christopher Nkunku. Go uh, get his top four and see what that looks like. Because I have a feeling, and this is why I still today believe we're going to make top four, is because when Christopher Nkunku is on that pitch, the space that he, he creates for everybody else, because they have to allow for him on the pitch. You don't have to allow for Conor Gallagher. You have to allow for Christopher Nkunku. You have to know where he is at every time. You have to assign somebody to track him. And that's going to open space for other players to go into. Players that need the space to look good or to get the the confidence in what they're doing. So, yes, it will look night and day when that man comes back. And it's going to look even better when Romeo Lavia can be selected in the midfield to give you a change-up. And, by the way, when Ben Chilwell is fit, and you can have a fit Reese James and a fit Ben Chilwell. And yes, there's still, yes, Ben Chilwell is not great defensively, but he's going to give you a whole lot more going forward than Mark Kukurea. And that sometimes... Offense is the best defense. And you put them on the back foot and make them play your game instead of playing their game. And that's what we didn't do yesterday. We didn't impose ourselves, our style of football. We played their game. And they won because of it. Yeah, I mean, I... I... I, I'm still going to stick to my prediction that we'll get some form of Europe. Which Europe it is depends on the players. Um, I find it more difficult to get Champions League purely just on based on the fact that I feel when these players at the moment don't have the mentality to put a consistent run enough together to make up the points that we've thrown away already. Um, I don't think we'll be far off it, but I think we'll just. I, I I mean my my idea is I think we get Europa League football for next season, which I don't think is the end of the world as long as it for me as long as it doesn't hamper the Osherman deal, then fine we play Thursday night football. Um, and maybe it will, might be better for them play, for these players to develop playing Thursday night football because I, I don't think some of these cha- players necessarily are Champions League ready for some of them. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I get what you point. I get your point with the players that will come back. I think the problem is with the fullbacks is can they stay back? Um, and that's always the golden question. Um, and that's why I think at least now we have Gusto, who is a competent backup to Reese James. I mean, Reese James being suspended is not the end of the world because you have Gusto. Left back is a bit more of a debate because Kukarela is not good enough. Um, he's just suspended too. Yep, suspended. So it will be Carwell playing against uh, his former loan club next time. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mind Colwell playing there. Uh, I guess um, it's not my first choice, but I suppose he does a job to some extent. Um, but I'd rather, I'd rather him at centre back personally. But it is what it is. You, uh, nothing, the, nothing that Poch can do now because obviously Chia was only got one leg and Cucurella is Cucurella. Um but we'll, we'll see how it goes for, for the rest you know of the we season. could we could have all four center backs playing because we don't know if Gusto is going to be 100% right because he pulled out of the French squad because of a ligament slight uh, uh, tear in the lig it is a is it medial collateral ligament Mm-hmm. Was he? Tra- wouldn't he train him? Yeah, but he wasn't on the bench. Uh, yeah, but I think an extra if he, if he's training, I think an extra week should be on, fine. I am saying it is possible. Possible. I get you. And we could start four center backs. We could say which, we could start. Which I think will be a, could be a disaster. But again, there's nothing Poch can do about that because don't have to worry about physicality and height. That that is true, but uh, I think to be fair, Brighton is not exactly someone you'd have to. The height's not the problem with that team. And 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 Lewis Dunk is out. Exactly, you don't need he to. Worry got, about he got red carded. It's the one thing we don't have to worry against Brighton. It's uh, it's everything else. Um, I mean, yeah, Brighton is the next um team to face, and obviously, I Carlito's potential guest to come on to the pod next time uh we won't spoil it for you guys but um i'm not looking forward to that now if we're gonna play like this no i bet you we win oh if we win great because i really want to shut that guy's mouth um, <laughs> but we lose i i think i think i might have to put a little bit of a sicket not gonna lie well i i think that this is like just the next match after the the international breaks that we've lost like how many in a row well like every single one for the last four months right that's what i'm saying every single international break the game back we always play like this and then we go on a winning run so if we do that i'm fine because if if we can put a series of wins together, getting into the transfer window, that A, is going to be good for our chances for Europe, and B, it's going to it's going to kind of inform the club on what they need to do in the January window. And I would much rather make a selection at striker based on want than need. 
right? And, you know, you just don't want to get a person based on what's happening at the moment and not what's better in the overall picture. We've done that before, and we've ended up with Lukaku. We got and stuck with Higuain. We got stuck Higuain, with Rana. We got Marata. stuck with God knows how many. So yeah, uh, let's let's do that for the sake of we can bring in the best striker for the team, and not just the best person for the moment. Yeah, I mean I 100% agree with that. I think whether whether that whether that man is Oshman to people. Up to, yeah, it's up for debate, but I personally think he is the guy to bring in. Um, I don't think there's many more out there, um, top quality strikers, not not ones that are already snapped up at clubs, and we're not going to get them unless they come out of contract. But um, yeah, it is what it is. I really do hope that you're right and we can go on a, a, a good run um, after this. Um, obviously, we've got Brighton. We've got Manchester United. We've got, I want to say Everton after, but I feel like there might be a team in between. I know we've got the cup, we've got the cup against Newcastle, which now I actually I did say this yesterday. If we could only win one of the cup and the league match against Newcastle, I'd rather lose the league match personally. Um, because as much as the Carabao Cup is a third-rate trophy, I'd like just to lift the trophy, especially when still Man a trophy. City... Huh? Still a trophy. Exactly. It's still a trophy, and the fact that Man City are out of it, um, Liverpool and West Ham play each other. Am I right? Uh, I believe so. So one of them two will be out of it. Arsenal are out of it. Tottenham are out of it. There's a real chance of winning this trophy. Um, so I would rather beat Newcastle. And it's the Stamford Bridge, so hopefully we do a bit better over there. Um, maybe Newcastle coming a bit overconfident now. Um, and Nkuku can help us do the job. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, I hope we can go do, do a good run into Christmas, because the problem is we haven't had good Christmas runs uh, in previous years. So that is my kind of one worry uh, going into this period. Uh, I think this will define the season a little bit. If we don't have a good Christmas, I don't I don't see us picking up enough in the second half of the season to get at least Champions League football back. Um, whether we get the rest is another question. Um, Jess, is there anything else you wanted to cover at all? Uh, not really. Um... We've touched on, you know, some players that need to do better, players that shouldn't be on the pitch, um, what the coach needs to do. Um, I really think that's about it. Um, you know, we're going to learn a lot about this team in the next match. Like we always say, that's the next match that matters now. Um, we thought we learned something in the City match. We found out we didn't learn as much as we thought. Let's you now rebounding from a horrific game. Let's see if we can, with adversity against us again, with players being out and not available. Let's go see if we can uh, smash Brighton. 
Indeed, indeed. And obviously, guys, make sure you check out the next pod. We do have a special guest um, that I'm sure colleagues are in the week will uh, announce once you can get uh, the here we go for it. Um, but make sure you st- stick in because hopefully Chelsea can actually bring a result. Um, all I'm going to say is it can't be much worse than this result. Um, knowing me, it will. Um, before we go, I, I've just looked at Twitter for the first time today and I'm hearing a lot of whinges about Nicholas Jackson or something going away. Have you heard anything about this? No, 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 no. Look, Nicholas Jackson was just bought. He's not going anywhere. Um, if you play Nick, Nicholas Jackson to his strengths, he's, he's, he's a fairly decent striker. You've seen him for, what, 12, 13 games? We're going to make judgments now? Come on, folks. He, you know, he, <laughs> he doesn't have to do too much to, to uh, beat our leading, stri- uh, leading score from the last few years. So what do you want? It's not it's not like we're just missing chances after chances after chances. Right now we, we're not playing good football as a team. And let's wait until we get everybody fit and on the pitch before you pass judgment on if a player's good enough or not. Maybe there's players just sucking the life out of everybody around them. Has anybody ever thought about that? We used to have one called Marcus Alonso. He's just like a leech. He would suck good performances out of everybody else and look good himself. But if you looked in his matches, nobody positionally around him played well, only him. That's the same way we have some players in our team that suck good performances out of everybody around them. They look pretty good, but the team around them looks like crap. Let's wait until we don't have those bottom feeders on the yeah, pitch. Yeah, I've just seen what all the fuss is about. So apparently Nicholas Jackson has gone back to Spain today to watch the Villarreal match, and he's in the dressing room celebrating with the Villarreal players. So I think that is where I think people are kicking off. Um, I think it's the typical 12-year-old Twitter overblowing things. Yeah, well done. He's gone back to his old club. Um, but they did have, unlike what Potch said, they have had the day off today. So he can do yeah. what he wants in his free time. If he wants to go back to his old club, which is the club he's been at since he was, well, they gave him his footballing career. So if he's going to go watch a game, fine. Like uh, Timo Werner come to come to watch a Chelsea game a day after our Leipzig lost uh, early in the season. Don't hear Leipzig fans doing exactly the same thing. No, he's proper Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, if with this new uh, offside rule that's coming back in, uh, with this Wenger offside where the whole the whole body has to be offside for it to be offside, maybe we do we do we consider bringing Werner back in? He's injured and hadn't kicked ball. He hasn't kicked ball for for RB Leipzig in a while. Apparently, he's up for. He's they're they're happy to let him go. Of course, he's got a fairly substantial wages, and he doesn't provide anything. I mean, I would love it if 
Ivan Tony signed a new contract. Arsenal don't go for Ivan Tony, and they went for Timo Werner instead. Oh, I would love that. It'd be the Werner Havertz up at Arsenal. That'd be fantastic. Watch them go even further away from the title. Um, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, anything else at all before we finish up? Just just over an hour we're done, so I'm ready to finish up if you are. I'm good. Right. I mean, well, this was a wonderful pod, um, partially because it was a nice conversation without too much shouting over um, from a certain someone that has not made it today, uh, has not shown up like half the Chelsea squad did yesterday. Uh, not good enough from the owner of Blue Co Project. Um, but it is what it is. The show must go on. It, it has gone on with me and Jesters. I mean, Jesters, thank you for coming on. Anytime, my friend. And guys, obviously, make sure you check us out on the usual platforms, Spotify and Apple Podcast. Uh, make sure you give us a like and a review on them platforms. Uh, we don't mind a bit of uh, slagging off there if you really want to give us some slagging off. But please do give us a good rating. We appreciate it uh, a lot. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, the Blue Co Project. Uh, we are at 20, I think, 25k followers. So please fo- follow us there to see every pod and to hear a certain Carlito rant on that page a lot. Um, it is quite funny, so I suggest do follow that. Um, but thank you for listening to this wonderful pod, and we will be back for Brighton uh, review with a special guest. So stay tuned. Up the shelves.